Live from the University of Pretoria, this is Tux FM. Now, if you remember how we started off the show with speaking into existence, I was like, listen, mm-hmm. good sis might have an out-of-body experience or something like that. It's happening. It is happening. It's here. It's now. <laughs> Told you we're going to have a special guest and he is here, ladies and gentlemen, all our non-binary friends as well. We are joined by none other than Rico Love. <laughs> <laughs> so if you hear a little shakiness in, in your good sister's voice, just know, in the presence of greatness, I'm trying to handle, okay? <laughs> but I'll get through it. How are you doing? I'm so good. You're really good at this. Oh, there it goes. There it goes. I'm done. Thanks for coming. The show's over. We're automating now. Thank you. That really does mean a lot. You honestly are one of the greats. Like, oh, thank you. You know, it was one of those things where when I was told, I was like, listen, now, why are you joking with me? It's not funny. It's not April Fool's. Why are you making these jokes? But we really, really are, you know, very honored to be in your presence. And we want to jump straight into it. So, you know, as... The, the stalker that I am And it's okay Like you know No I did a little bit of research You know Been following you for a while And now your first Like ever really big song That you wrote was Throwback for Asher yes, Right yes, That yes. was on the 2004 album Confessions And it's like After that Here you are Things just took yeah, off And yeah. I want to ask Of that Do you believe In the term of an overnight success Do you think that's actually real Because a lot of people Have come forth and said You know Takes 10 years To be an overnight success Do you think that's true Yes Okay yeah, There's no such thing As an overnight success Anybody can you know, shoot a half-court shot blindfold and make it, you know? That's just luck. But if you if you become a success, that means you put in time, you put in work, and you study your craft, and you really dedicate it and obsessed over winning and obsessed over your craft to the point where you didn't mind losing for a long amount of time or, or what people would perceive as losing. So, um, yeah, is there such thing as overnight success? No. There's such thing as, you know, overnight stardom. Mm, you know, but you could become famous for for the wrong things. That's so, true. So um, yeah, but as far as being a success, somebody being able to admire what you do and admire and study and understand your greatness, now nah, that takes time. And I think one of the things for me that, as you said, you know, you're a success and admiring what you do is how versatile you really are. Because I mean, we've seen you on like hectic rap tracks. I mean, you know, you on what about the rest of us? That one with Joy Badass oh, and yeah. of the of the sound, um, the the Southpaw soundtrack. Southpaw Love that. <laughs> and then you also see you like with the super R and B guys. It's Usher, it's Beyonce. And I don't know, is there a difference? You know, when you work with the heavy rappers versus like the more smoother sounds. To me, it's just music. You know, it's like this: if you play sports, you just you're 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 obligated to know the whole entire field and understand each position and do what you do. So anytime I'm in the studio, I'm just having fun and I'm creating from my heart and I'm trying to speak the language of the person I'm in the room with and understand how to you know involve everybody musically and and, and do things that I love. You know, so it's not really one is more difficult than the other. It's just about having fun and making records. Loyal to the music. This is Tax FM. This one is called Fight For You. It's by Rico Love. And we have him live in studio with us. I'm starting to calm down, okay? <laughs> Things are starting to get natural. Not that they'll ever be completely natural. But I think I'm holding it down, yeah? Same, yes, same. Yes. Like, you, you can't hear the... the uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing well. Now, you've just spoken about, you know, the creative process and just like how you say it's all about the music. And we're speaking off air, you know, Monet's asking, like, how do you pick what goes on your record? And your creative process, I think, is something unique that even a lot of talented artists can't do. And you say, um, and in my stalking, you know, in my stalking ways, mm-hmm. found out that you actually say you learned your technique from the group Jagged Edge. Yes. Please just walk us through that technique. What, well, you, what is your crazy. creative you process you, like? You do know your stuff. <laughs> so basically, 
I sat under Brandon and Brian Casey, the twins from Jagged Edge, and they just kind of would pace the room, hear a chord progression, hear a track, and go in the booth and just sing the first thing that come to their mind. And I kind of did that. And I, and I would like to say humbly, I think I took it a little bit a step further. True. But, but I think that when you... Yeah, so fast. Yeah. When you, no, no, but when you learn from somebody, it's your obligation to take it further than they took it. Yeah. If, if not, then the teacher didn't do their job. Because mm. if you're not better than the teacher, then, you know, they the teacher through, wasn't... They struggles to get there, yeah, so you need to take exactly. it to the You kind of climb on their back and just kind of... It makes you stand a little bit taller than them. But I was a, what I'm able to do is just hear... Inside of the chords, I can hear words, and it's kind of weird to Superpowers. when you think about it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but literally, if I hear a progression, I can hear the words dancing inside of the progression. So, as where most people are sitting there trying to figure it out, I can hear it, and it's almost scary. If you were inside of my head, you would hear what I'm saying. But I can hear the words, and it's almost like the boom, 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 boom. I can hear the chords, but I can hear. The word inside of him. He so, just writes a song here. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then, and um, I, I learned that from watching Brandon and Brian and their technique. And, and he, anybody who doesn't know, which I'm sure your listeners are well-versed in R&B music, mm -hmm. but Jagged Edge is like one of the greatest R&B groups of my time and my generation growing up. And I had the incredible opportunity of being able to sit under them for many years and watch and study their technique, which is the beginning of my career. I knew them before I met Usher. And, and wow. I learned so much from them, and I kind of like piggybacked off of their style. Yeah. And also Biggie. Biggie being the person who didn't write a bunch of records down, you know, learning from him. And Mace was one of my biggest mentors. He raised me in this business. So being able to watch those guys and watch and, and learn from Biggie as far as being a fan mm -hmm. from afar, but being able to learn from Mace up close and, and understand the technique. It kind of taught me how to do what I do. Yeah, and you speak a lot about, you know, this learning thing and teaching and being a student. Mm -hmm. And you're actually in the in country for the We Love Music Conference, yes, right? Yes, yes. And that basically aims to discover and engage and, you know, learn with various players in the mu music community and just how to maneuver through the industry. Now, what inspired you to, you know, get involved in this? And why do you think that learning experience is so important? I believe that um, I went through a very, very tough time a few years ago. And I believe that whenever you're you're lacking, give. Whatever wow. you mm. need, give. Mm. If you if you if you're lacking time, give time. If you're lacking food, give food. If you're lacking money, give money. If you're lacking anything, experience, then you should give and lend your experience to others. And I believe that people like to call it the universe. I like to call him by his real name is God. And basically Hallelujah. if he <laughs> if he sees that you're not selfish with the gift he gave you. He'll give you more of it. And he'll give you more Take resources. Time. Yeah, Take more time. resources to be able to do wow. what you need to do with your gift. So with the We Love Music Conference, I found myself in a situation where I need it. And, in, and instead of taking, I said, in the time of need, I want to give. So I gave and it made room for me. And it, and it opened up doors for me. So I get the esteemed pleasure to be able to teach what I know to people who are just as passionate as me, who are... Just as talented, if not more talented than me, but just need somebody who's inside of the business to tell them, like, wow, you're incredible. And sometimes you just need to tell somebody that. Sometimes it takes for somebody who's done it to say, you, you're really good for, for some people to believe it. Some of us have been told no so many times that we mm. just need a real big hug and a yes. Mm -hmm. So um, I do that with the We Love Music Conference and I'm passionate about it. And it's brought me 
to Africa. And that's such a blessing wow. to be able to know that my gift brought me to the greatest continent on earth. And I'm able See? to come here. <laughs> and, you know, seriously, yeah. I'm able to come here and share my wisdom and my knowledge mm. with people who are eager and passionate because you guys are so extreme and in a great way. And you're just so passionate and serious about it, motivated, fired up. And that, to me, to a teacher, is everything. My music, my life, my Tax FM. Now, this song that we've just played by some of the biggest South African artists. And, you know, we have them in here all the time and they speak to us and whatever. But there's still that sense of a lot of local artists want to be on the other side. They want to come to the States and they think, like, that's when you can make it big and that's when you can have an impact. And I want to know from you, is the grass actually greener on the other side? Or are there some things that, you know, you being here and having been here before that you're actually like, listen, the South African music scene has this going on. Why are you trying to move so quickly? It's, it's, it's pretty green. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I will say this. The level of creativity here um, and the freedom to create and, and the heritage and the roots and the way that you guys manipulate sonics in such an incredible way, I think that it's something to be studied and to be reveled by the entire world. So why, not, why limit yourself to just Africa when you have such ability? Like you, you, you're meant for the world to see you. It's, a, it's such a deep history and culture here and we borrow from everything africa anyway you know See? what is what is edm what is house what is all of that without yeah. africa you know what is twerking what is any of that <laughs> did we invent twerking? <laughs> oh, wow. yes yes you actually did no but um but when you listen to, to michael you know you listen to michael jackson and what he he was the first i think artist michael and i think um uh the police you know with sting mm -hmm. i think they were the first artists i felt like who borrowed from Africa in such an avant-garde way. Yeah. And they, mm -hmm. they definitely took advantage of the sound, especially on the Bad album and especially on the Smooth Criminal and the undertones mm -hmm. of it. It was just so much history and culture in it. So, yeah, the grass is green over there because we make a lot more money, right? Yeah. But, but it's still not perfect and you guys are definitely the fathers and mothers of music and, um, the world should know that and you should get your credit for it. So why not go for it? If you want to come to America or come around the world with your talent, don't make it about the money. Make it about like, look, we're the, we're the pioneers mm -hmm. and you need to know that. I, I would, that would be my approach. The one thing that I think we've just managed to pioneer and keep to ourselves is South African slang. So if you don't mind, we're going to play a little bit of a game with okay. you, okay? We're going to see how much South African slang you know. So I'm going to give you a South African term. Okay. And I want to see if you could give me the American equivalent or just like the general equivalent. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the first one, if I say I'm going to the jaw, what does that mean? Going to the jaw. Mm -hmm. Ah. What do you think it means? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a, a bathroom or something. Oh! <laughs> Actually, wow. complete opposite. Oh. Going to the jaws like going out to the club, going to a party. Oh, okay. You know, going, <laughs> to, going to, to the We also refer to it as groove, you know? Going, going to, to groove. the groove. Okay. okay. If you just said groove, I would have known that for <laughs> sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, maybe you'll get the next one. The word lacquer. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? If I say, yo, dude, this is lacquer. It's a bad thing. It's like the best thing in the world. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's a food that is very authentically South African and there's an American equivalent. This food is called biltong. What is the American equivalent mm. of biltong? Biltong. Uh, Spell it. 
B I L T O N G. That's how you spell it. Biltong. Biltong. It's a snack, also. Yeah, it's a snack. I had biltong this morning. It's a meat <laughs> snack. No, no it's meat. Sausage. Uh, not not sausage. Beef jerky. Jerky. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the next one also another food. We've got two more left. Another food, slap chips. Okay, what are slap chips? It's also a food. Chips, potato chips. Yeah, like yeah. no, 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 no. Oh. Do you mean oh. the Harry. ones in a bag? No, not 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 like crisp, like oh, like like fries. Yeah, yes. fries, yeah. French fries. Yeah. Okay. Crisp. Last one. Crisp are the ones is, in the bag. Yeah, yeah, true. Last one goes according to time. Okay, if I say I'm gonna be there now, now, is that like? That's Very American. That's now. Now means like, yo, I'm I'm there fast, quickly. Now, for us, that's kind of like, yeah. listen, now, now, I'll be there now, now. Like now, now, like, now. not now. So, right, so, let, so let me tell you why. Because in America, there's a new thing where you say the word twice. It's like, I'm hungry, hungry. Okay. Oh. Like, it's hot. She hot. said, "Oh, you're oh, rich, rich." Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, so man. it's a guy named Haha Davis. <laughs> Who kind of coined that thing? I mean, it's something that we've been saying for years, but he kind of resurfaced it, and it's something that you know, urban slang, like it's hot, hot, it's cold, cold. Hot, hot. All right, so hungry, ours hungry. Is, it's the opposite, kind of like now, now is like, later, down. later. Now, now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, calm down. Yeah. One last question. So happy to have you here, and it's been an absolutely amazing interview. I've learned so much, and I know everyone out there listening has learned so much. So now I'm going to be selfish. I'm asking this question for me. Everyone else, if you want to turn off, turn off. Okay. And in my research and in my stalking, found out you've helped produce quite a few of Beyonce's tracks, yeah. right? Now, I'm known around the station for, mm. I'm like the mm. captain of the beehive. <laughs> like, say something, <laughs> say something her. about Mama B. We're going to throw hands. Yeah. Like, things are going to go down. <laughs> so I just have one question. Very simple. What is she like? You know what? She's she's seriously one of the nicest people. I told you. Ever. I told and, and, and listen, listen, but listen. You know how... You meet people and they like have to be nice and they posture. Mm -hmm. No, she's genuinely a sweetheart. And authentic. She defends we were talking about we went to go see the Jay Z and Mary J. Blige show. So the next day we were in the studio with Beyonce again and we were like, yo, why was Mary J. Blige sliding all over the stage? Like she seemed like she was gonna slip and fall. And Beyonce went out of her way to explain to us. Like, no, she didn't have the stump studs on her oh shoes. And we wear these rubber studs, and this is how you stop. And you have to understand. And she was really, mm -hmm. I mean, not like we were insulting Mary. Yeah. We were young guys. We didn't know. And she really went out of her way to defend Mary. And I really thought that that was like, oh, I admired that. I'm like, wow, That's she's this, this Beyonce. She doesn't have to do that. So, um, She's a sweetheart. She's very serious about her business, but she's so kind. She was late um, because of her flight circling around because of the bad weather. Mm -hmm. And she apologized like six, seven times. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And, you know, to be Beyonce, I think you, it's, it's okay to be late. But for her, she didn't accept that for herself. And I think that that's admirable to be that big of an artist and to still have the wherewithal, the kindness, or the goodness and heart to say, I'm sorry I was late. You know? And it goes a long way. But I first of all, I just want to say this before we go. Yeah. You guys are incredible. Thank you. And this show is incredible. Thank and you. the energy and the chemistry is great. And I just really would love for you guys to join me this week for Soweto Jazz Festival. If you guys would be my guest personally. Oh, my goodness. We can hang out, have a good time. I'm gonna give you guys some tickets. Hopefully we can give Exams away. Can we give some free tickets away to people on, on Of course? So we let's can. we're gonna give you guys uh what, twenty five? We're gonna give you guys twenty five tickets. Oh my goodness! On me, <laughs> oh, wow. on me, and you guys give away. But this is my only rule. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're gonna give away these tickets, they must come to the 
Jazz Festival. Naturally. Where I don't want to give the tickets away and people are like, oh, I couldn't make yeah. it. I want only serious people because I want to get to know you guys and I really want to hang out, understand the culture. Mm -hmm. This festival is incredible and I feel like it's something that's going to be growing and growing and growing and we want you all, you all who are the culture or the pulse or the youth to grow with it and help us with this because this is this is an incredible opportunity for us all. So you be very proud of yourselves and what you guys are doing here because I'm impressed. Like, it's just, this is like high-level radio work here you know thank what I mean? you thank, thank you so much. much so much thank you Rico Love for coming through it's honestly one of the greatest experience of our lives yes. I think ah, you know we've, no, we've had interviews and you know you've also just taught us so much and we've yes. learned so much so excited we'll see you at the jazz festival hey. exams are cancelled yeah. ladies and if you're still writing sorry for you but that's that we've spoken to Rico Love hope you enjoyed it and technically because he's met Beyonce we've met Beyonce so let's just let's just leave it on that well <laughs> This is our identity. This is Tax FM.